Hey, y'all. Welcome to our podcast, The Pretty Ugly Struggle, hosted by Connie Love and B. Hall. Each week, sit with us as we discuss viral topics, raising kids, relationships, running businesses, and trying to look good while doing it. The mother effing struggle is real. Hey, 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 hey. What up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Connie Love. And I'm your girl, B. Hall. And you're back for another episode of The Pretty Ugly Struggle. The Pretty Ugly Struggle. How's everyone doing out there? I hope you're doing well. How are you doing? How was your week? It was good up until on my way here. I had hell getting here today, but it is what it is. That's part of the struggle. It was the struggle, but the grace of God. But God. But God got me here. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. So glad to see your beautiful face. When I saw you come around that corner, I said, yes. Because I had started to get worried because my girl, I know she'll be a little late, but she don't be like that. She'll she'll answer her phone at least. She'll text. She'll give you some kind of update. And I wasn't getting nothing. And it worried mama soul a little bit. Yeah. Listen, y'all, I I left my purse at home and I had only my phone. So I had my navigation on my phone. The phone died. So there, no, no, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. Yes, I'm here. Let me get a round of applause for this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Today is going to mark a milestone for us in the podcast world because we have our first guest. We too. We have a call-in guest, and uh, we really ex- we're really excited to talk about him because um, he is a police officer, and um, I just thought it'd be cool to get to hear that side of the movement and the things that he's experienced and if, if things have changed for him, how he's feeling about things, has have things become tougher for him a little bit. You know, I just want to know his, his side of things. Um, so I'm excited to hear from him. How about you? Of course I am. You yeah. Know, this one, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I have some, you know, Reservations? Uh, reservations, yes, yeah. about this this call. But hey, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to rock. We ready to rock. Okay, so let's just go ahead and hop in. You ready to give him a call? Um, let's bring him on. Okay, um, cool. Officer Paul, right? Officer Paul. Are you there, Officer Hello, Paul? Hello, ladies. How are you? Yes, I sure am. Hi. How are you today? First of all, doing good. First of all, I want to thank you both ladies for having the show. It's such an honor. I and, so appreciate uh, I you. No, no, I thank you so much. And uh, I'm almost at a uh, missing person report because I get kind of. You said, I don't know where I placed her. I'm not kind of concerned to tell you the truth. I have misplaced my co host. <laughs> I was like, please stand by. <laughs> we might need you to get out on the streets oh and find God. her. Well, okay. that's cool. That's cool. So, can I just ask uh, you what made you become a police officer? Or how long have you been in the service uh, as well? I've been uh, 13 years, and uh, I went in when I was actually 30, 43 years old. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, so in July 16th, I'll be 13 years as a, as a police Congratulations, officer. congratulations. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I went in because um, I, th- I thought I was myself, you know, there had to be a change. Um, there had to be uh, a change in personnel a change in how uh, the police was looked at mm-hmm. um, and just trying to give a better service to, to people we serve. I know it sounds corny. No, no, but, no, no. You know, uh, 
you know, growing up, uh, you know, being Mexican and all that. So uh, I encountered a racist cop. My dad encountered mm. racist cops. So I said, you know what? Um, time to see, get in there and see if at least I could at least help someone. Can I ask you what field you were in before the age of 43? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, uh, I actually worked in, I work in radio. I worked in the media as a news what? photographer, and okay. uh, I attended culinary school, and I also worked in the movies. Okay. okay. Wow. Okay. Extensive career. Okay. Yeah. Then you decided, let me go protect some people. Let me go make you a You want difference. to make a change. Let me go make a difference. Right. Yeah, you know, just just because it's it's um, my brother was a police officer. He retired, and uh, I was seeing we were, well came to visit him from California, and we got into an accident. I forget what freeway, and the officer was very rude, um, disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, you know, just because we were Hispanic, yeah, uh, saying things that we didn't have concerns. Blah blah blah. My brother goes, uh, yes, so. That outlook that gave me it's everywhere. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's, there's folks who are just uh, just shouldn't be on the job. Um, but yeah, that's the reason why. I did so, that. do you see that now as an officer? Do you still see officers that should not have that position? Uh, are you asking me if there's people that should not be in there? Yes, yeah. now mm-hmm. that you are an officer. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, I'm sure there's some, but here's the honest truth: I have not. In the 13 years uh, that I've encountered, it has there's some that shouldn't be, but not because of uh, of racism. It's because it it takes a certain individual to become a cop. Yeah. Um, so so you, let me make sure I understand that. So you say you've been a police officer for 13 years, and you have yeah. not witnessed any racist police officers or any police no, officers ma'am. who have displayed any type of racism. No, um, uh, because it, it's really, I mean, especially here in this city, um, it, it, it's, it's totally different. And I'm, I'm sure it exists. It had to be. Back in the 80s, I heard stories of, uh, of authors calling on the radio and using the N-word, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. And uh, so it's, a, it, it's kind of like, what? And to me, it's shocking. And I tell you, I'll be honest with you, even when, when you folks call each other that, it, 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 I feel, oh, don't say that word. Mm. You know. The it, N-word? It, 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 Is it, that what you're saying? Yo, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just for some reason. You know, we go, hello, my, oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, okay. I, just, I just don't like hearing that word. Um, but no, I have not experienced, uh, especially the, the team that I work with and, and the folks I've worked with in the past um, have always been, uh, it's just, you go, okay, why are you a cop? And, and, and because people go, oh, I want to help people. Well, you know what? You should be helping people as a human being. Yeah, definitely. Facts. definitely. I think it's our responsibility as, 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 as people yeah. yes, to sir. actually, uh, you know, watch out after we help one another. The reason why we do this is because we like the excitement and we like seeing just crazy stuff. You know? <laughs> so you enjoy it. Um, I have to say that I, that is very hard for me to believe 
you know, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's true. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't blame you. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very hard for me to believe that you haven't experienced it or you haven't witnessed it. Because I, I'm sure that most jobs that I've been on, um, even if it's just something as simple very as slight. It, it's hard to get promoted. And when you are of another race in a in a in a job, you know what I mean? So you don't really see a lot of black and brown superior officers, you know, like supervisors. And they don't really hold those higher positions. So to me, that's that's part of that system, systemic racism there. So you have to kind of have experienced it in some sort of fashion, especially as a Hispanic officer. Sure, absolutely. And uh, I am totally against, um, what do you call it, when they hire you just because you have to speak your quarter. Um, yeah. uh, whether you're, and, 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 you know, give me the job because I'm qualified. Yes. Right. Because I can do the job. But at the same time, I like that because it opens doors. Some people look at names and they'll go, ah, no thanks. And they'll move the application pile to mm, the yeah. other side of yeah. Can and I ask so, you what type uh, of qualifications uh, you've had to go through to become an officer? Well, you got to have a high school diploma, mm-hmm. obviously, um, and uh, nothing more than a class C misdemeanor, which is a ticket, traffic ticket. Mm-hmm. Never have anything higher than a class B misdemeanor, which is family violence. Uh, certain times, I guess you can smoke pot within three, four years prior to applying. Mm-hmm. Uh, no DWIs and stuff like that. Um, but believe it or not, even good credit, you have to have good credit. Oh, interesting. Okay. Most jobs yeah. do require they want good someone credit basically days. responsible. Yeah. So, and, and I know some cities, which really does bother me, ladies, and I hope I might sound too much of an ass. Oh, can I say that word? No, you can say whatever <laughs> you want to say. We say okay. fuck shit, goddamn, you know. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, they would, because I work in a predominantly black area. Okay. I also I also live in the area that I patrol in. Let me interrupt you there because so, that is something yes, that I, I feel like should be a qualification in some kind of way. You should be patrolling an area that you are familiar with. So you fortunately are probably a great cop because you're familiar with the people in your neighborhood. You know what's going on. They know you. They know you. Mm-hmm. You know. So sometimes Correct. our behavior is different when we recognize. Um, you know, a familiar face, you know, and it's a, it's a different sure, regard and sure. a different respect. Is that something, can you request that when you become a police officer or can you, are you automatically um, well, assigned? You no, know, you, you, if you get high up on the list at, from graduation, you can request where you want to go. I've always wanted to work uh, on the east side of town because it's, there's more experience. You get into more things. Uh, and uh, so that will make me a better cop to deal with certain things mm. uh, as opposed to, I'm sorry, as opposed to say a nine plus mobility with nothing happens. And I mean, that's why you became, to become a cop to actually get in, in, into things and to learn and to see gurus and stuff. And, and, you know, um, and, but also what is more important to me is folks that are going to the Academy and I, I, I teach the Academy oh, and okay. I tell them what part of town do you want to go? Oh, I don't want to go. Even I said, no, you're not going to go even kick ass because there's some good folks to live on these. I said, what you need to do is to learn the culture, Mm. the black culture, the Hispanic culture. Because, ladies, as you know, we are loud. We're talking. We're loud. (laughs) And people think, and people think it's, we're having an argument. Yeah, like it's aggressive or boisterous. We're colorful. Yes, we're colorful. We have to be 
we have to, you know, claim our terror to it. This is what I'm saying. And, and but I don't want to put anything against the white culture, but there's no culture there, if you know. <laughs> what culture? And, and I'm, not trying, I'm not trying what to be, culture? I mean, think about it. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to be an ass, but you've got the Mexican. Are you just speaking the truth? Culture. Yeah. Okay. You got the uh, Africans, African Americans with culture from the back. Where does it come from? Yeah. Uh, you've got the Italians who come from Italy. And so they all bring into this pot. And by the way, ladies, I am 4% black, just to let you know. Okay. Oh, 4%. Look at you. <laughs> well, that makes you black. <laughs> what they say? A drop of black, you black. A drop of black makes you black. And the reason why is because I love history, it's because the Moors of Africa attack Spain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. That's where the black blood comes from. Mm-hmm. And if, if people don't know it, but I think what we've been studying is showing that civilization actually came from Africa. Whether people want to accept it or not, that's their deal. Yeah. Right. But if, if, if it's, if, what, what rules now is ignorance. Yes. Absolute complaint ignorance, not knowing what the other culture's about, just seeing what, you know, yes, what they, they, see the, they see the color mm-hmm. and they're thinking, ah, that's a gangbanger. You know, mm. with all this thing, with all this thing going around, and, and uh, you know what, what happened, absolutely horrible, broke my heart because some jerk tarnishes what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same though. It's the same thing as you know the stereotype, like like you just said, you see a black man or boy you think, a you you think, think he's, he's a thug hood, because ghetto. of the color of his skin and he right. got a hoodie on it's the same thing Correct. with police officers we sometimes now when i look at a white police officer i think that he might possibly kill me yeah you know I what I mean? he's racist. so, yeah, no, so we're true. experiencing you know, that same type of fear sure. yeah and, and, and absolutely and, and what we need to do is i mean you know yes it happens yes it happens everywhere uh, but like I said, if they don't know the culture, like an officer friend of mine, he's pumping gas and he's going to work, he's in uniform, and there's another vehicle on the other side of the island. And when the car moves around, uh, the window rolls down, and it's a 30-year-old white male. Mm-hmm. And he tells the officer, my friend, he goes, hey, officer. He goes, yeah. He goes, I hope you effing die today. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, I'll, I work on the east side, and I do details on Sundays. And there's a park and all oh, the black community hangs out and all their the music's loud, they have their food. I don't care. But when I'm sitting there and I'm seeing this thing on Facebook, I get disillusioned. My hope just goes, what's going on? I'm a good guy, mm-hmm. you know? And so I hear a knock on my door. I don't see it. I roll in the window and I get paranoid, you know? And there's this little black kid and he has three bun cakes for me. He Aww. goes, this is for you, officer. And then I look at the parents and they go, hey, thank you for what you do. That's dope. I mean, you know, that, so it, to me, it tells me that the black community is not what's causing most of this stuff. Yes, there you go. it should be outraged. Yes, it should, it should hurt you. Absolutely. But it's not everyone. It's so not I'm driving to close the park. I'm driving to close the park now and at 10 o'clock and I, and I, and this black guy named Dreadlocks come up to me and goes, hey, yo. I said, yeah, what's up? He goes, are you a father? And I said, yes, sir. He goes, a happy Father's Day. Hmm. But you know, the, the, you know, it's not the black folks. It's not the black community. Because, I, 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 you know, I live, I, I, I handle, I, I, you know, I know the culture. We, we, we go to meals. We, they give me food. We talk. 
And so that's what it's about. It's about knowing about one each, about each other, For sure. you know, but that'll, and, that'll but help you not to fear the black skin. The, correct. When yeah. I, correct. I'm, I'm in, I'm in the military officer, Paul. And when we go to different countries, um, when we're going to war, like actual war, we have to learn that mm-hmm. culture. There's, Training. There's extensive training about Correct. the culture that uh, because we don't want to offend anyone. We don't want to disrespect anyone, sure. you know, so therefore we have language training. We have cultural training just so that we are aware. So we're not our senses are heightened when we see something that we're not familiar with. You said that you um, teach at the academy that that's not something that you all do. If you're going to put a white man from a certain area from Timbuktu who's probably seen 10 black people in his whole life. You don't think that he needs some cultural training before you assign him to the hood? Absolutely. We have culture diversity, which I also teach in the academy. Mm-hmm. And it, believe it or not, was, we, I taught one a couple of months ago and there was this one white guy. It seems like a nice kid. It seems terrific. But he goes, he goes, and he raised his hand. He goes, I'm embarrassed. He goes, why? He goes, I'd never seen a black person until I was 17 years old. Wow. I mean, it, in, in this day and age. Yeah. yeah. You know, so if he goes, I said, okay, perfect. This is what we need to do. So, I, we, you know, uh, being officers, we see the worst in humanity. Mm-hmm. We see the worst what Hispanics do. We see the worst what white people do. The worst what Asians do. The worst what black people do. Mm-hmm. It's it, the human race is absolutely horrible. So all these things that going on, we see day by day gets in our system. Some get jaded because mm-hmm. we don't trust people. Yeah. But that's interesting. I know not. I know not everyone's like that. You know what I'm saying? Cause they'll see me like, and they don't see the person. They see a uniform. They see authority. They see mm-hmm. I'm here to, I'm not, I am absolutely not. When I pull people over, I never say, hi, I'm Officer so you know, I pull you over. I never do, because it sounds so asinine. Mm-hmm. I first come up to them, because I know it's a traumatic experience, and I say, hi, my name is Paul. How are you? Okay, so with and that then, being said, sorry to cut you off, um, what is your first thought when you arrive on the scene, and it's uh, involving a black male, and it's a nonviolent offense? What is your first thought? Um, nothing, because nothing. <laughs> I, work in, no, I work in an all-black community. And it's either going to be one or two, you know, Hispanic. It, obviously, when you, the name comes out, you know, it's going to be a Hispanic person. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, there's, we don't know. When people call 911 for us, they don't, we don't ask what color it is. We just respond. The only reason it ever comes out is when we're looking for a victim or uh, a suspect, a clothing-wise, hair, tattoos, scars, that type of thing. But we never, oh, it's a black guy. I'm not taking the call. No, that, that, that would be absolutely horrible. And that'll be the end of our job. You know? well, but no, it, it does. I know that you can't speak for every police officer, but Correct. with that being said, can you have, do you think that if you, what, how you feel, do you think that these officers that are pulling people over, and shooting them because they felt like their life was in fear. Do you think that they have that mm-hmm. same sentiment? Are they pulling them over and like, oh, I don't really care what color he is? Or do you? can you honestly say that when they pull them over, it's possibly that because of the color of their skin, they're immediately intimidated or they're immediately um, in fear? Yeah, sometimes. Um, and we have a sheet that we have to fill out uh, electronically uh, for um, racial profiling. Because mm-hmm. the FBI requires that. Yeah. Um, 
most of the time, we don't know who's driving the vehicle. We're just checking license plates. Yeah. We're a stop sign or stop light. We just run plates. And if it comes back, sometimes it comes back stolen. Sometimes it comes back with warrants. So, you know, we don't know who's in the vehicle. Yeah. Um, so we pull you basically for sometimes traffic infractions. Mm-hmm. Now, when we go up to the car, and then they'll, they'll they say, oh, I've done it many times. Why do you raise your profile? I said, I said, my x-ray vision doesn't work today. The car's not made out of glass. This is why I pulled you over. And I, and I always give them a second chance that maybe you're having a bad day. Let's yeah. do it again. Because we I, have I'm bad days. We're human. We're freaking human. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me you tell know, you something. Every time I get pulled over, it's a bad day. It's a bad day. You know, because it's the same, <laughs> it's the same thing, though. Honestly, that, the reason I say that is because I'll be very honest and transparent. If I see a white police officer walking up to my car, I'm immediately like, I'm tense. I'm tense. I'm I'm nervous. I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what this. I don't know his angle, so I'm extremely nervous. If I see a black officer, I am like, okay. I, He'll this, understand. This, this might not be so bad. This <laughs> this might not be so right. bad. You know what I mean? If I see a Hispanic cop, right. I don't know which one I'm gonna get. You know, so I don't know. Like, yeah, um, right. but so I, that's why I say, do I'm being honest and saying that I feel that way when I see a police officer. Sure. I'm sure that there are several police officers that feel that way right. when they see us. You know what I mean? They see me, they might be like, "Here comes this. Oh, it's a black woman. She's gonna be loud." You know what I mean? They, whatever. She's going to be boisterous. Like, so they probably no, already you know have, you know, this stereotype you know, of what we are. Sure. Absolutely. It, it seems. Um, I, I pulled this uh, black woman. She almost hit a guy on the street. And, you know, the guy on the street goes, man, do something. And there was a black gentleman. So I'm behind. I see it. So I, I light him up and I pull a lady over. And she's going to lie. I'm like, oh, hey, listen, I'm just letting you know, educate you. This is what. We saw these pedestrians crossing, blah, blah, blah. And I said, driver license insurance, I'm in my car. And I didn't know about this, but she's calling 911. Oh. And she's saying, this officer pulled me over. He's going to Sandra Bland me. I didn't know it. He's rude. He's cussing me out. And this is better be safe. Better be safe. I'm going to be safe. I don't trust him. (laughs) So I go back to the car, you know, and she's calling and cussing me out. And then, um, and I said, this is before we got cameras. And uh, I said, well, ma'am, I said, everything's all right. Here you go. Just be safe with pedestrians. I know they just dart from anywhere. I'll play. Just have a great day. And she's just like, look at me like, and then I know it's a phone. So my sergeant called me. Because if you get complaints, you get called right away. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, did you pull something? Yes, sir. He goes, were you rude? I said, no. He goes, wow, I, I believe you. He goes, because I can hear you, the voice being recorded, telling her that, be careful, have a great day, and blah, blah, blah. Mm, okay. So, so you know, it, it, I, I, and I totally get it. I, I, you know, when I get pulled over, I, I, I get freaked out. It's it's a traumatic experience. And even though I'm a cop, when you see the red blues go on, you get panic. What are you going to do? You know, yes. and, and my hands always yeah. go to the steering wheel. Steering wheel. Yeah. I guess it's just the, the authority thing. And, you know, and, I'm, yeah. and, and it saddens me that you feel that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, Let me ask a question. I'm I'm sorry. Go yes. Ahead. Okay. That's okay. No, no, go ahead. Um, do you feel that there should be changes within police departments? I know everybody has like d- different rules and things like that per county and things, but do you feel like there should be some type of changes within the system? Listen, I, I, absolutely. I think, now this is what I, I'm thinking that, you know, mm-hmm. I think that not just the police department, but I think this country every 15 to 30 years, 
needs to upgrade um, laws in how we deal with people and educate ourselves. It's like a computer, like your phone. Every once in a while, you need an update. Need an upgrade. Go by the, iPhone makes a new phone every year. So <laughs> we need a new, <laughs> we need new policies every five years. At least. Absolutely. You know, you, you need it should be because, revisited because on a regular basis. Absolutely. Okay. And I got to tell you, my department, we're so up to date on de-escalation. Uh, we're, we're one of the few departments in the country that went first with it. Yeah. Uh, we have so many uh, mental health cases that we got to take. And, you know, people want to talk about defunding the police. You know what? You want to defund it, go right ahead. Uh, that takes me from doing accidents. That'll take me away from doing mental health issues. Oh, okay. you know, we get volunteers. Well, mental health folks are crazy. And not to be insulting, but they have issues and they get violent. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to defund police, hey, knock yourself out. But you understand that money is just less police. And then you go, oh, we need more training. Well, what do you think the money comes for training? You know, so now you're making so-and-so X amount of dollars because it doesn't pay enough, but you're making a good, decent wage. So now you want defunding so the prices go down at 15 bucks an hour. Do you want some Yahoo with the gun and badge who's not qualified to take in calls? Absolutely not. It's like a surgeon. Hey, I didn't take that class, but I can operate on your tongue. Uh, no, thank you. So there's I feel like that that's what's going on now. I feel like that's the problem. Yeah. I feel like you, okay, at, even if we, you know, defund the police or take away funding, right now it's already a problem. Th- these officers are not being trained well enough, obviously, or there's something that's going on to where as a police officer, you're putting yourself in the line of duty every day. And so, yeah, I don't understand how you can get away with the excuse of, oh, I fear for my life. You're trained to yeah. not fear for your life. Because Coming you're supposed to be helping from to take, a woman that's been in the Army. You're supposed to help take care anywhere. of me. You're supposed to. I totally get it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But see, here's the thing. And and I, I understand your point. Absolutely, we shouldn't be scared because when somebody shoots, like for example, a couple of weeks ago there was a shooting in the park, mm-hmm. and uh, there was like four hundred people. Well, there was three white officers and two Hispanic officers in this park. I was one of them, and all of them, oh, hundreds of them, and they, they carried a guy who got shot in the leg. Went behind me because I had the gun, mm-hmm. and I was there to protect them. It, it, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's screaming, hollering, and screaming, and it's chaos. And I don't know if the gunmen are coming towards me. So I tell everybody, get behind me, get behind me. And they all got to be crouched down. Well, I stood up to make sure they were safe. Now, in those instances, even when I go to loud music halls, I get scared. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm fearing for me, but I'm feeling, okay, the situation is what's going to happen. There's like 40 people. They're drunk. It can escalate quickly. So you think. Sure. So you're thinking scenarios. How am I going to approach this? How am I going to talk? It's constant. And we get uh, updates as we're going to the call on the computer. Bing, bing, bing. Hey, you know, 40 people, they got the pairs of them. I got knives. I said, okay, I got to deal with this. So it's not the fear thing. And you got to remember, it's not an excuse. But we have seconds to decide. You know, when we tell you something, please get your hands out of your pockets. Please. And I never go and let them do it because sometimes there's weapons in there. I grab them by the hand and said, do not reach in your pocket because I don't know what's in there. Yeah. So, uh, and then people don't like it, but I'm sorry, I want to go home to my family. Yeah. You know, I want to yeah, see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, it, it's, it, what I would encourage, I truly do, I would encourage you ladies, if you live locally, 
look into if there's ride out programs for your local police department and go on a shift and see what it's like. And basically you can go out with every call. Um, I had a girl who wanted to become a cop one day and uh, we go to a call and I got shot at, (laughs) you know, and it's shooting at me. And Do I get a bulletproof vest and I'm going to ride out? I need a gun. You got me a gun. You got to give me something. You got to give me a gun. I'm licensed. Can I bring my gun? I'm licensed to carry. Can I bring my gun? No. Come on now. Things happen. And when you see then you at least understand a little bit. Oh, okay. Now I know why you do it. Now I understand. And to us, sometimes it's the same. We much better be tried by 12 than be carried by six. And and sometimes these cases, you just don't want to wait because let me, let me say uh, this, even if I have my gun pointing at you and your hands are in your pocket and you have a gun, I cannot tell what's on your mind. And that's how most of the times officers get shot because the Bud Thomas said, hey, man, let me see your hands. Your gun comes out. You take a pop shot. And then my brain doesn't register that till a couple of seconds later until I'm hit. So because action is faster than reaction. Yeah, yeah. And it's been proven time and time again. So that's what we, we fear. It's not that we are like, oh, but I should have a kid. We're happy. No, it, it just means that it, fear is good in it, my line of job because you get, get all your senses go up and you're observing every movement. And basically it's this. Just when you were a kid, well, mom said, don't touch that. And don't touch it. What happens? You get spanked when you disobey mom. In my case, it was the old chocolate. You know how Mexican moms are? They have the little, you know, you get your ass for it. And it, it's not a place. If I say, hey, please, just stay right there. Don't move. Keep your hands out. That's what we're asking. But see, it's, I guess for me, for me, I'll like, again, being in the military. Okay, so we have rules of engagement when we're at war. You know, like, so we're at actual war. Like, it is, it's not all I'm pulling somebody over. Like, I'm in a position to where somebody, I'm fighting for not only my life, I'm fighting for my country, right? So I know that I'm putting myself in a position to die for my country at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, we have rules of engagement. I can't just shoot somebody because I'm nervous. I can't shoot somebody because I'm scared. You know, I know that because like in Afghanistan, they are, it's customary, it's normal for them to carry AK-47s. So I can't just decide, oh, oh, he had two AK-47s, so I'm going to shoot him. Mm. I can't do that. So I just feel like as a police officer, your job is to protect and defend. So I, I, I I, I have to, my, my feeling is more like, okay, well, he might have something in his pockets, you know what I mean? He might, he might, but if he doesn't, you took his life on accident or you took his life and it wasn't worth right. it. And that's the problem I right. think that we're having now. It's not that we don't, sure. we know that there are criminals. We know that people are doing these things. Like somebody might have a gun. We know that we know that this is going on, but it has to be something different to where it's changing, where you doesn't, you can't, it can't be justified that you thought he had a gun that's not good enough if that's my right. son yeah. it's not it's not good enough thinking is not good no, no, enough. sure you know and that's why and that's why it goes to the grand jury but war is different you know you're going to go have a gunfight you know it's going to happen so uh, but that, why isn't it look like that as a police officer you know that you're going to face some crazy people you know that you're going to face criminals you know what i mean correct yeah but it, it's called different we yeah. in war you know you're a war you know you're a war you know who your enemy is you know it yeah. Here, 
We don't know who it is. It could be a 90-year-old guy who just flips his, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So do so, you feel like that those type of non-violent type, get my cat out the tree, should be, like, sent to another type of... Um, absolutely. Okay. I, yeah. I got, I, you know, I got to, oh, this is making my bad. Oh, oh, my kid won't get up to go to school. That is not my problem. Like, maybe the, kid, the, the cops that are in training should go on those non-violent calls, get my cat, or my kid is being, <laughs> you know, like, they're still in training. Somebody's selling cigarettes outside sure, of that the type store. Thing. Somebody they don't have a gun count, either. Well, somebody has a, a counterfeit $20 bill mm-hmm. at my store. It should be some sure. normal officer who absolutely and, and like who said, doesn't have a gun, exactly. who doesn't want to use sure. force. Uh-huh. Correct. Okay. You know, and, and there's and, and I guess it, there's there's a way to train people. And in, in our academy, we train them to train properly and say, don't we have escalation? What do you do? Do we do this? No. Hey, you know, we move on up the ante if, if you decide not to. I like to go hands on. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to go hands on. I'm not going to lie. I like to get in good fight. Um, but that's it. You know. What is that's that? her phone? No. That must, is that your phone, Mister uh, Paul? Uh, my <laughs> intro music can. That sound like sounds like circus music and what? I don't have that on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> We're running out of time, but I have. I do want to know. Um, do you actually feel like you have to pick a side when it with the movement? Do you have to pick Black Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter, or can you um, represent both? I think we can represent both. Uh, being Hispanic, um, you know, uh, like I said, being uh, just harassed because I was in a white neighborhood driving a an old beat up car. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad getting threatened, be, you know, being taken to immigration when he was waiting for the bus at two in the morning. Asking, where are you, where are you, where are you going? Well, I'm waiting for the bus. I just got off work. I think to me, for me personally, I think labels separate us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it separates us. I hate separation because I grew up with different cultures. And to me, it's probably the the most awesome thing as a human being to experience, um, you know, to go to, to, to for example, you go, you go to have Thanksgiving in a white family. It's mm-hmm. quiet, quiet and boring. <laughs> you go to a Hispanic or you go to a black family, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's a black. Lit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to me, to me, the side, I pick sides, I can't. I think we're all truly important. And like I said before, we all got to take care of each other. You know, this, I, I, I retire in four years and four, I, I want to make sure that my day, every day, the question I ask myself is, what good did I do today? Yeah. One Amen. Thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thing. Thank you. So. That's dope. That's yeah, dope. That's really good. We so appreciate you for hopping on with us as our first guest. And uh, I think it was a really good conversation. It was a great conversation. We I had apprehension. Thank you so like, much for having me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and don't Anytime, hit me up whenever you want to hop back on and have something to say. If I get lost, I'm calling awesome. you, Officer Ball. Come get me because I don't trust these other cops. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, do you know Officer Paul? That's my boy. <laughs> so listen, let's plan a ride out. Let's plan a ride out. Okay, uh, okay. okay definitely. I'll take you out and, and explain, and that way you can see exactly what Ooh, it is. Oh, intense. now I understand. Yeah, I'm gonna think I'm on an episode of Cops. 
I'm not. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I'm Honey, sorry. I, My PTSD is recommend. too real. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll, we'll figure I, I it out. I, I might I have her on FaceTime while I'm in the ride out or something. We'll figure it out. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining us today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. All right. You have a good day. You do too. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.
This is a little party. Yeah, but your sense is already heightened. So yeah. you you it's a it's twenty people instead of a hundred people, but you already heightened. Yeah. Or it's kids and they and but you're you're already ready for the for the go. You know, so I understand that part. That was something that was enlightening for me. I say. Cool, cool, cool. I hope y'all enjoy that. You know, we just wanted to get somebody else's perspective. And why not talk to the police, to the po-po? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love the way you say police, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, for you to be so proper but still say police. <laughs> it's just so cute. Police. Every time you said it, I, like, smiled a little bit inside. <laughs> My little three-year-old be saying it. Girl, go to police. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Cool, that was cool, most cool. of our time today. Did you want to go over anything else? No, no, no. I just want to like wrap up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that was enough yeah. shit, you know, for this Woo. episode. Woo, y'all. Woo, sa. Woo, sa. Y'all don't so understand let's regroup. how tense I was. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm so proud of you. I think you did very well. Yes. You spoke very fluently and you, you let him know how you felt too. Yeah. And you had some really good questions mm-hmm. and uh, you're receptive to his answers too, you know? So that's dope. I, I appreciate okay. that. Um, you got a pretty girl and a pretty boy of the week. Oh, we do. We do. do we okay. So our first uh, up, we're going to say uh, the pretty boy of the week. To, uh, goes to all the stepfathers. Uh, Father's Day just passed a couple of days ago, and um, we appreciate the men that step up when um, the biological dads are not evo- not involved or not as involved as we would like as mothers. So we appreciate those men that are stepping into those roles. Definitely. Um, Definitely. Taking care of those kids, protecting those kids, becoming friends and cool with those kids not just being an authoritative figure to towards those kids um appreciating those kids you know what i'm saying they are little humans you know they have their own lives that they're trying to figure out as well so i, I really want to give a shout out to the stepfathers that are stepping up yes let's give them a round of applause <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, step daddies what's that song do the step daddy do the step daddy <laughs> <laughs> You talking about that one? Yeah, that one. Look. <laughs> um, pretty girl, who you got? Who Do you, you have got? your pretty girl I text you about? Oh, yes. Um, our pretty girl of the week is, her name is Mia Moss. Um, All right, Miss Mia. Hey, Mia. Um, I don't know her personally, but I actually know her husband personally. We grew up together. Um, his name is Frank Moss. Um, and he does a lot of stuff for the community as well. His for family sure. did a lot of stuff for the Fort Worth community. But Mia, let's back to her. She opened up a black coffee I shop. I love it. And it's called Black Coffee in East Fort Worth. It's right across the street from Texas Western University. Um, I haven't went. I meant to go this morning, but I had a rough start. But I am, I just think that's so dope. That is beyond dope. You know what I mean? And it's and doing very well. Yeah, it, all the reviews know. have been amazing. So, Mia, we're going to come check you out. Y'all I can't make wait. Sure I don't even drink coffee, but I'm going to have a cup with you, ma'am. Oh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm an avid coffee drinker, so I've heard great things, so I cannot wait to partake. Um, but, yeah, I think that's dope. You know, stepping out of, out of your element, stepping out of the norm, and doing something that that's going to be a staple in the community, you know? For sure. So I'm, I'm excited Doing about this. Doing big things. So we Mia, appreciate you. You are our pretty girl of the week. Yay. Keep doing your thing, ma'am. Okay, that's it, y'all. Hey, another week down. We did that. We did it. We, we did, did it. That. 
Um, thank y'all again for joining in, listening to us. Um, Please follow us on all the um, platforms: uh, Instagram, uh, pretty uh, the pretty ugly struggle on Instagram. Um, Make sure y'all leave comments on um, what is that? Spotify, iTunes, Spotify, iTunes, you know? Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, you know. That's how you, you know get, support you support yes. your girls because Black Lives Matter. Okay, <laughs> Black businesses matter. <laughs> Again, thank y'all for joining us. This has been another week of the Pretty Ugly Struggle. I'm your girl B Hall, and I'm your girl Connie Love. Check you next week. Bye.